Um, let's play the intro while I go get my coffee that I left over there. Uh, we have to say our introduction, though. Go ahead. Oh, no, you're right. The music goes first. Watch it, sister. I had to add more milk because my iced coffee cubes melted. It was really I dark. made an Americano this morning, and it was bad. I don't know why every time I try to make espresso with like whole beans and I grind it, it just somehow I never get the ratio right. How are you grinding them? It's my coffee grinder. What? How fine? Until I stop hearing it make big noises. Well, that's why. You're supposed to grind espresso. The espresso, the reason espresso is different from coffee, it's not a different roast, it's a different grind. And it's a different brewing process entirely. I know it's a different brewing process. I have an espresso maker. I just like don't have a grinder that has settings. I just grind it until I decide oh. it's good. I guarantee that's the reason. Um, yeah. So your grinder, uh, it's grinding it too thick. Too thick? That's yeah. You want a really, really fine grind for espresso. Like something you can almost snort. Yeah. Espresso is about the grind. Ooh. Like me, I'm on the grind 24-7. Just kidding. I believe in healthy work-life balance, which includes lots of rest. Yeah. Mm, Same. Welcome to Watch It, sister. I'm Jesse, 360 Ollie, baby. I'm on the grind. I'm Because skateboarding. 24-7, 365. One eight hundred. Wait, what's that? How, how does it know? Oh, eight hundred one nine nine two four nine <laughs> three. Oh my gosh, that's funny. Today we started book one of Avatar: The Last Airbender. If you guys guessed that Sarah was showing me her dog, you are correct. Congratulations. <laughs> but just look at her paws, I though. see them. Um, I am really excited for this book. I wasn't, but now I am. Cool. So far, these have been some of my favorite episodes. Me too. I really enjoy book three. Obviously, it's the most fun because... We don't have to do a lot of, like, the setup and exposition that we had to get through in book one. Right. Except for the first episode was, like, kind of a snore, but it's good. It's fine. Well, let's talk about it. The first episode is called The Awakening, and it starts with... Awaken! 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 (laughs) Nice death clock reference. Thank you. We start with a nice shot of Aang, and what's new about Aang, Sarah? He has hair. That's right. Aang's been asleep for so long that his hair grew out. I don't understand it. Has he been shaving his head this whole time? Yes. We did have one episode in book two. I think it was the episode before they went to the party that showed everybody getting ready in the morning. And Sokka was shaving Uh. his little mustache and Aang was shaving his head. Okay. So they did canonically show us that Aang shaves his head. He is not genetically bald as a 12-year-old boy. 
Well, that made so much more sense because I was like, he. it's been months already that we've seen of him. Mm-hmm. Why hasn't he had hair yet? Because he's been shaving his head. So, where is he? On a boat. Yep. What kind of boat? A fire Nation That's boat. right. He wakes up and he's like, I've been captured by the Fire Nation. And he goes to run off the boat and then... It's just his friends, his and they're friends like, chill here. out, Aang. He's like, why are you wearing those clothes? For fun. And Aang is in a really bad mood, and so is Katara. And Katara, I don't understand what's happening. I can't remember now what happened. So, But Katara's like, her... Aang wakes up and Katara's like talking to her dad and Aang and she's like, hey dad, blah, blah, blah. And then Aang's like, hey guys. And then Katara's dad is like, hey, I'm Katara's dad. And she's like, he knows. I just called you dad. (laughs) It's just like so, so much sass for for her dad. And then Aang is like, are you mad at your dad or something? She's like, no, why? (laughs) She's like, uh, okay. So they basically explained that we are doing a time skip. We've had Aang has been asleep for weeks. They managed to capture a Fire Nation ship and they're pretending to be Fire Nation sailing around. And Sokka tells Aang the great news is everyone thinks that Aang is dead. Which makes Aang very upset. Aang is not excited about that. Aang is... He was driving me nuts a little bit in this episode. He had like a little Zuko moment. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. So, yeah, he wakes up and the gang is together with Zuko's dad and Zuko's dad's friend, Bato. And two of Jet's old gang found them. So they're all sailing around. Pretending to be Fire Nation, and they run into another Fire Nation boat, and I love their interaction with the captain of that boat. Yeah, he's just like, what up? And they're like, what up? And he's like, what do you guys, you're on the wrong part of the ocean. And they're like, nah, it's okay, we're supposed to be this way. And he's like, oh, Mr. So-and-so said so? And they're like, yeah, Mr. So-and-so said so, so we're okay. And they're like, okay. And then they started leaving. No, he was like, like he could have so at so. least sent me a note or something. Why didn't oh, yeah. anybody tell me anything? <laughs> he's like, don't worry. Next time we'll send two hawks to make sure you don't get confused. Yeah, and he's like, good. <laughs> so then as they're leaving, one of his buddies is like, hey, Mr. So-and-so has been on leave for months. There's no way he said that. And then he was like, what? He should have known. He should have said something. That's really sus. And we'll just sink their boat after we yeah, leave. They're like, and we then Toph hears that. Ship. Yeah, they figure, and they're right. But Toph hears that. And so she's like, they know. And she freaking, this, I was like, oh, yeah, hello. Her, she, like, smashes the, uh, what is that called? Moat? Not the a moat. plank. The gangplank. Um, she like smashes it and is like, they know, and they drop in the water. And then Katara freaking brings up a wave and drowns them and then like crushes their ship. 
And like one really swift, cool move. Yeah. And it was. And they really have dope. like a cool fight where Katara is being OP and Toph is basically like a weapon on the deck of the ship. She literally says, load the Toph. And they just like yeah. put big boulders in front of her and like aim her at the other boat. <laughs> and then Aang is like, really I cool. want to help. And Sokka's like, no, Aang, nobody knows you're alive. No. You have to stay hidden. And he's like, ugh, I hate this. Yeah. I think... The way he reacted, I don't know. It's hard for me to, like, remember that he's, like, 12. But I'm like, come on, be a little bit more mature. Like, yeah, well, we kind of see by the... reacts so poorly We see stuff. by the end of the episode why, though. He So they win, and they're like, yay, we beat up that other ship. And then they tell him the plan is they're, like, going to go get invaded. And then Katara's like, I know why you're having such a hard time, Aang. It's because you feel like you ran away again or whatever you feel like you're a failure and he's like yeah i failed everyone everyone thinks i'm dead again and then he's like i have to do this by myself and he like runs away he's like i have to he literally says i have to regain my honor and i'm like wow yeah he's like i lost my honor okay buddy he's like i don't want anyone else getting hurt because of me i have to do this myself and i'm like literally the only person who got hurt was you so it's fine like Everyone else is fine. Yeah. He like what runs else? away, and then Katara's like, "Oh no!" And she like runs to talk to her dad. He's like, "Katara, <coughs> what's wrong?" And she's like, "Why did he leave?" And then she has like a little tantrum, and then he's like, "You're talking about me too, aren't you?" Because she's like, "Yeah." What about us? We need him too. And then I actually really liked the little conversation they had where Guitar was like, I understand why you had to leave, but it still hurt and I'm still mad about it and I don't want to be because I know that you had to leave, but also it sucked. It, your hair looks really cute today. Thank you. I got it cut yesterday and she styled it and I didn't wash it after, so it's still kind of curly. Oh, nice. So Katara has a little heart to heart with her dad and her dad's like i love you and i thought about you every day and they're like yay bonding yay he's not a jerk um is that the end of that episode well no then then ang has like some time where he talks to roku yeah he's like almost drowns in the ocean because he's just like flying around and there's a storm and then roku's like you didn't fail, Aang. I failed, and you inherited my problems. And I was like, hmm. Yeah, that was actually pretty... That's a really interesting Wait, theme. what's your... Hum- inheriting issues? Inheriting the problems of the previous generations. Oh. Very interesting. And then Yue shows up. She's like, hey, Aang, it's me, the moon. Remember me? <laughs> Whoa. Sarah just uh, um, wait. got electrocuted. I forgot about Yue. Well, okay, so I'm sitting here with my iced coffee, and I never make iced coffee. And it's my day off, and I have the day off tomorrow. Like, I never make iced coffee at home, you know? Uh-huh. I always get it. And I'm sitting right next to my cute little liquor cabinet. And I was like, oh, I've got Kahlua right there. I might as well just like, it's my day off. I have the day off tomorrow as well, you know, might as well. And uh, I just put a splash in here and it is 
like perfect. So it's delicious. Let's see how this episode goes. <laughs> It'll probably be a really fun one. That's good. I mean, I'm not gonna have any more than this, but it's just really, it's just like. You know, normally you add alcohol to stuff and it makes it worse, but this is like why this is like good actually. Cool. This is how it's supposed to be. Ah. So Aang is in the ocean and Roku and the moon, UA, are like, it's chill, Aang. You're doing your best. I don't really remember why UA's there. I don't really remember her being. She there, like floats down from the sky and she's time. like, Hey Aang. Good job. Yeah, that's about like, it. All I have in my nose is like... Aw, you a So I don't know what she was doing. So she like makes a big wave and pushes Aang to Crescent Island where Roku's temple used to be. And that's where he like washes up on shore. And the gang finds him. And... They like split up from their dad and they're like, We're your family ing BFFs forever and he's like, Yeah, okay. And then So well Yeah, they kinda calm down. So that's the gang's part of this episode. Do you remember what happens with Zuko in this episode? Yeah, so this actually was genius on Zuko Lissa's What's his sister's name? Azula. Azula's part. I thought this was really smart, and I figured it out before Zuko did. (laughs) But Zuko goes to see his dad, and he's like, hey, uh, I'm really proud of you for taking everything over and doing everything, and I'm the most proud of you for slaying the Avatar. Uh He was like, hmm, what did I do? And he was like, you killed him, and I'm so proud of you. He's like, okay, (laughs) thanks, Dad, bye. And then Azula is like, he was like, hey, buddy. And he's like, oh, because he keeps visiting Iroh. And so she's like, stop. It'll look like you're colluding. And he's like, well, what the heck did you do? Why did you tell Dad that I did that? And she was like, I was just trying to be generous. Um, You're welcome. Also, there's no reason for you to now, like, or... No, sorry. She said, he's like, I know you're up to something. And she was like, I'm not up to anything. And then I was like, wow, that's genius. Now, if she, for any reason, the Avatar is not dead, it's going to be Zuko's fault. And she told him that. She's like, what would I gain? Unless, of course, the Avatar is not dead. Then can you imagine how terrible that would be for the person who supposedly killed him? And Zuko's like, oh, crap. And then he goes exactly. to see Iroh again, and he's like, I need your help. I'm so confused. I'm so worried. And he's, like, genuinely, like, getting really paranoid. And then Iroh doesn't say anything. And he's like, you're a crazy old man, and if you weren't in jail, you would be dying in a gutter. And he, like, runs out after yeah. yelling at him, and then Iroh cries, and it's really sad. It was really sad. Poor baby Iroh. There was one other thing that happened to Zuko at the very beginning of this episode. Somebody smoked oh, him. Oh, he's macking on Smay. Yeah. Which, Which obviously is another weird plan by Azula. Oh, you think um, so? Yeah, I don't think. Because she was like, he was like, we're busy. Go away. And then she was like, hey, mate, my tang needs you. She's like, Tylee's She's like, right, is stuck. You need to go help her. Yeah. So that's, I think that she's just a pawn. 
I hate May and Zuko. <laughs> I yeah. hate them as a couple. I mean, that makes sense. I was thinking about it yesterday, though, and I think it's because we didn't get to see any buildup to their relationship, so it just seems like they have no chemistry. Because, like, all they have in common is they're both angry. <laughs> they're just both but moody teenagers. that's all you need. Mm. It's for someone else to understand you. I guess. We did have, a, like, a little hint like at this when four. Zuko had a flashback in Zuko alone. And there was, like, a little, like scene of him as a kid and may like looking at him and blushing and then azula and tylee making fun of them oh yeah that's right but we haven't really seen them interact up until now as adults so it's just like weird yeah but they haven't been well, around they're not adults they're teenagers um i just caught a nap in my hand congratulations that was rad Oops, it fell on Billy. Uh, yeah, so that was the first episode. Yeah, so their plan is for the gang to wander around, I guess, and meet up with Dad and Bato on Invasion Day. I liked when uh, Sokka was talking about the plan. And he's like, it's the same plan. We just have our new team. And he was, like, listing the ten people that are a part of it. Yeah. And it was just, like, some... Like, ah, here we go. Planned. Like, it's us, you, me, the, these two guys, and the water tribe. I, d- I don't know. I just really like that. It's cute. It's cute. Okay, so then in the next episode. The headband. Uh, this is one of my favorite the episodes. headband. Me too. It's just a good old fun episode. I loved it. Um. So they... Are going to get food, but Aang is a vegetarian and wait, 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 wait! Firebenders. Even before that, they're like sneaking around, and Aang is like, "Hey, oh, we should close. try to blend in instead of hiding." And then Sokka's like, mm, "Fine." So they steal a bunch of clothes. <laughs> so That's everybody right. gets new outfits. Katara's got her little crop top going on now. Um. Yeah, Katara. Actually, they all look so good. All of yeah. them. Yeah, they're cute. Um, and I feel like I I vaguely remember seeing all these outfits before, and like and all of them. So I don't know what that is. If I just remember seeing the, like random. Tumblr there's a clip of this episode that like plays a lot as like the se- the season preview on Netflix. Every time I open Avatar on Netflix. No, it's like a weird old memory Uh-oh. in the back of my Uh-oh. head. There's a lot of Avatar. I don't know. Yeah, but I remember, like, seeing Aang with hair wasn't that weird, mm-hmm. and especially with the headband. I could, yeah, like, so he just keeps like, his hair, and then he image. puts a headband on so no one can see his arrow. And they're, like, walking around right, town so- to get food. And Sokka's like, everyone in the Fire Nation eats meat. And Aang is like, I'll just go dig some lettuce out of the trash. <laughs> And he is having a blast because he had a friend that was a firebender, so he, like, knows all this. Well, he's, he's supposedly, like, hey, I love his, like, 100-year-old Fire Nation thing. He's like, Hotman, hello, my good Hotman, Flamio. Yeah, Hotman. Um, but he's 12 years old, and he's wearing a kid, a school uniform. Yeah. 
So they're like, hey, buddy, we know who you are. You're supposed to be in school. And they put him in school. He goes to Fire Nation school. <clears throat> Which I thought, I don't think this is true or this is going to happen, but it did cross my mind. I'm like, oh, Aang could just be here for a while, and that's how he'll master firebending. Mm. But I don't think that's could I happen, but that so. is another I option. Don't, well, it wasn't ex- explicitly a firebending school. It was literally just, like, public right. school. But they're here, and I feel like that could be, like, a, just another thing is where he's, like... Oh, like they have like karate classes for kids. Mm-hmm. He could just start going. Well, like the earth. I mean, they had the like earth bending school like that. Fire bending school. Yeah, that's true. Because he is a, a firebender already. So I, which think... is I know he. Go ahead. I know he doesn't like firebending because of what happened, the incident. Mm-hmm. But he could easily just be like, oh yeah. Let me take your class because he already knows how. Yeah. So I really enjoyed this episode getting to see Aang get to be a normal kid. Yes, exactly. He was so cute. And the, that one girl is so cute, too. Yeah. His friend. And he learns that the Fire Nation is definitely not teaching accurate history to the children. Yeah. Ooh, sus. They're like the Fire um, Lord of defeated the air nomad army and Aang's like uh the air nomads didn't have an army <laughs> what are you talking right. about he's like they got ambushed so exactly. that's just another tool of a fascist country is controlling the narrative of history imperialism mm. Fire Nation is very imperialist. Um, let's see. So yeah, so he goes to school. He gets bullied a little bit by this giant man who doesn't seem like he should be at the same school. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. He. They have to pledge their allegiance oh, and then to the they're in fire band class. every morning. Yeah, that was weird. I was like, wow, this is familiar. I pledge allegiance to the fire lord and the United States of the Fire Nation. <laughs> um. So they go. Oh, then they have music class mm-hmm. and he's like playing his horn really bad, but he's dancing and they're like, no dancing. No dancing at fire like, school. What is this? The freaking town from Footloose? Yes. I loved how the teacher talked about it, though. He wasn't just outright like no dancing. He was like, I know that sometimes we are so overcome love, with love yeah. for our country that we can't control our body. He is so funny. So, um, then so then this girl is being nice to him and then her boyfriend is like the school bully who's like, hey, don't talk to my girlfriend. And then he like attacks Aang, but Aang dodges him until he just like falls over and trips. Right. But he does it in front of the principal and the principal's like fighting on your second day of school, Kuzan. Oh my god! I need to meet your so parents. He, I, I didn't even recognize them. 
uh, it's so funny. Meet. I love soccer. The name's Wang. Like, fire Wang. And this is my wife, Sapphire. Sapphire Fire. I straight up thought that they that Aang had like hired homeless people <laughs> to play his parents. People. I didn't recognize them. It's so funny. Sapphire Fire. Yes, so they pretend that they're going to punish Aang for fighting at school. And then Aang is like, hey, I think that we should have a dance party for all of these Fire Nation kids. Yeah, and so then they all come over to the cave. And they he teaches them how to dance. And it's so precious. Yes. And they all do fun. And he's like, this is how the Colonials dance. And then... Uh, and him and Katara have a weird dance and I didn't understand why everyone was staring at them. I thought that was like some oh maybe it's a water tribe dance and they're maybe figuring it out or ta- something. They're talented. Yeah. But uh yeah. I don't know. I like there was a point where Sokka was like a dance party doesn't that sound real doesn't that sound kind of silly and Aang was like sometimes we have to have fun. Yes. And I was like, this is a really interesting concept. The idea of, like, fun as a weapon against, like, an oppressive government. Yeah. Ooh, hello. I was like, that's something you don't really think about. But having, like, bringing joy to these kids and teaching them about self-expression and freedom through, like, freedom. fun is just such an interesting concept that I'm really, I really love this episode. It's so precious. Yeah, it was really good. So they have a fun um, dance I can't party. remember the other one now. But the bully kid snitches on them, and the principal shows up, and they're like, get that kid with the headband. And then all the kids put on headbands, and they're like, who, me? Yeah, they protected him. They looked out. They looked oh, out and, for him. And, and Katara dance together and definitely have a little moment where Katara's like, ooh, because Aang's being real smooth. Yeah, it was very sweet. So they get away, and they're like, that was a fun time. Uh, Why can't I think of what the next episode was? I think I mashed together the two things that were happening with Zuko. I think this is the episode where he went and yelled it. Yeah, because then at the end of this episode, Zuko hires, like, some really creepy guy, and he's like, the Avatar is alive, and I need you to hunt him down and kill him. Oh, yeah, the guy with the... No, that was at the end of... Is that the end of this episode? Oh, maybe it was. Oh, the Painted Lady. That was the next episode. That's right, that's right, that's right. Yep. So that's right. The next is the Painted Lady, which is not one of my favorite episodes, but it's fine. <laughs> I, yeah, I take it or leave it. I thought it was, I don't know. The thing that I thought was interesting about this one, so the plot of this story is they are traveling down the river and it's really polluted and gross. And they get to a village that's on the river and they're like, oh yeah, our river used to be great. And then the Fire Nation, they're in the Fire Nation and they were like, the army built like a mine over here on the riverbank and totally polluted the a river. Factory. Or a factory, yeah. So I thought that was interesting that they're showing that being at war doesn't just have negative effects for the people they're fighting against. It also negatively impacts the citizens of the country. The citizens. 
Bad um, for everybody. So they go visit the school or the town. Yep. Trying to get some food and it's all nasty. Yep. Some polluted fish. And Katara's like, heads. we have to help these people. And Sokka's like, we don't have time. Look at my crazy schedule. If we stop and help every rinky dink town, we'll never make it to the invasion on time. Which was a good point. And Katara sucks for trying to, like, fit, ruin his plan. So, long story short, because I feel like we don't need to spend a lot of time on this episode. Long story short, Katara paints herself up like one of their little goddesses, spirits, mm-hmm. people, and water bends everybody. Cultural to help appropriation, them. Katara. Steals food and medicine from the Fire Nation factory and helps them. Fakes Appa sickness so that they have to stay for a couple days. Yep. Destroying Sokka's schedule. And she's like, while I have the ability to help people, I'm going to do it. Which is fine, but also, they're right. Like, the boys were like, hey, you know what will help them the most? Ending the Fire Nation. Like, mm-hmm. defeating them in this war. Yeah, like, that's- so her plan, her actions are revealed. And I think Sokka has a really good point of saying, like, you didn't actually help these people because as soon as we leave, they're going to be defenseless again. And also, now the military is going to blame them for stealing all their stuff. Like, you've made it worse. So I think it's interesting that they, you kind of can't side with either one of them because I feel like Katara is so strong in her beliefs. And I think it's great that she's like, I'm never, ever going to turn my back on people that need me. But also, that's uh-huh. balanced out with Sokka's like pragmatism and being like look realistically we have to choose our battles we can't fight every battle that comes across our path we have to know like when to keep our eyes on the bigger picture but they have a very sweet moment where he's like you're my sister and I'll never ever turn my back on you so they help her like they do this really great plan where they have like saw uh toff and appa like off in the distance making all these creepy noises and Sokka's like playing the flute while they waterbend all this fog across the village and the soldiers that are there are like what the heck is going on yeah um i don't know i guess like it's just a uh a teach a man how to fish situation where they could solve an immediate problem by like helping them and you know genuinely helping them Or they could continue with the big picture. But I think, honestly, I think the conclusion that Sokka draws at the end is wrong. Because, so what happens is they put on this big light show, basically, to scare off the soldiers. And they're like, never come back here. And then they help the villagers clean up the river. But the villagers find out that it was Katara the whole time. And they're like, you tricked us. And Sokka's like, you shouldn't be waiting around for some mystical spirit to help you. You should be doing it yourselves. And I feel like at a surface level, that seems like a sound argument, but it's actually like a very privileged thing to say because none of the people in that village had the power to get rid of what was oppressing them. (laughs) Like if, if this village had like been the ones to rebel against this factory and destroy the factory, the government would have sent in more troops and like more military and who's to say they don't do that after the gang leaves just send in like more military like that's 
I mean, can you imagine, like, in the modern world, like, if somebody went to a, like, country, to, like, a city in America that was, like, a poor town, and they were just like, well, you should just solve all your problems Try by harder. getting rid of the yeah. government. Like, <laughs> that's exactly. a really... <laughs> I don't know. So, it's interesting, yeah, but that they, that they are covering this kind of topic of, like, how do you help people truly in a way that is not temporary and it is a way that is also like going to help them the best but also at the end when they were leaving Katara's like chilling by the water and the actual like spirit lady shows up and is just like thank you and disappears and I was like if she was there the whole time why didn't yeah, she that, do I didn't anything understand. That was really silly in my opinion. That just kind of ruined the whole point of the episode, but whatever. Uh, yeah, that was pretty much it for that episode. It was kind of, it was like a typical season one filler episode. We find a problem, we help the people, we move on. Very Mandalorian. A little bit, yeah. Season one. Which I don't hate. Like, I mean, like, it, it's fine because it was, like, pretty funny. Like, the guy who was pretending to be his three brothers just wearing different hats. Like, that was funny. That was goofy. And the fact that he was the one who, like, figured out that she was the painted lady. He was like, you're not the spirit. You're just painting yourself. And, like, I thought that was really funny because he was the one who was like, you're not three different dudes. You're just wearing different hats. Anyway, but, like, I don't know. I get, like, I'm not as annoyed with filler episodes Mm -hmm. because the last couple were really heavy. Like, the last ten were all really heavy. So, it's all good in the hood. And maybe I am feeling a little nostalgic now that we're in the end. I'm like, I will remember you. Yeah. I think it's interesting, though. I think what's good about this episode is that we do... Katara is introduced as such a strong moral character in the, in the first season, especially when you have, like, the whole arc with her and the Northern Water Tribe. It's ref- it's good to see that they're kind of balancing that out in this episode of being like, yes, you can have these very strong morals and ideals, but also, like you need to think practically about like what's your most important goal and like how can you achieve that like what's the best way you can help people not the most immediate way you can help people and when like when do those things work together and when do you have to pick one or the other right um i finished are we not talking about avatar i think so I just finished, like, I turned off the TV at 3 o'clock, uh, season 2 of Never Have I Ever. Oh, how was it? Did you watch it? No, not yet. You said you were going to watch it. Oh. Tell me if I should watch it. Oh, wait. Uh, shoot. Now I can't remember if I was talking to you or Nina about it. Were you the one who said it seemed too different from the first season? I just didn't feel like I needed any more after the first season. Like, it had a very conclusive ending. Oh. But it didn't, though. Yeah, it did. She made up with her mom, and then she, like, picked a boy. And then I watched the trailer, and she was like, just kidding. I don't know who I'm going to date. <laughs> I'm like, oh. I mean, 
I really liked season two. It felt, I think, okay, it must have been Nina then that said it would like felt too different or whatever. But I thought it was like exactly the same. A little bit too much because Davy didn't really learn any lessons mm-hmm. still. She's still like getting kind of maniacal and like, I mean, it was, I think she did like did learn some stuff by the end of this season and, like, had some real breakthrough in, like, her therapy and that kind of stuff. And I think it ends another well, but also kind of cliffhangy. But um, I really liked it. And I liked the story. And I liked they introduced a couple new characters that I liked. I don't know. Yeah, I think you should watch it. You liked season one, right? I did. I liked it a lot. Yeah. I think you'd like season two. It's, I mean, it's a little bit, I don't know. You might get frustrated with the ending, but since the first one, in your opinion, ended so well, this one ends a little bit messier. I think the only issue I had with the first season was that it had kind of similar vibes to me as crazy ex-girlfriend where I was like, okay, when is she going to stop being so terrible and like get it together? Yeah. So I'm not um, sure I want to watch another season. Of that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's actually like exactly what it is. Huh? Wait a second. I don't know. I thought it was good. I really like I really like Paxton as like an actual complex character and he was a lot more like a lot heavier in this season. Well, maybe I'll watch it if it's more about fleshing the characters out. Yeah, it definitely is. I mean, actually like everyone gets a lot of screen time. Eleanor yeah. and the other friend, Fab, Ben, the new character. Um it was just pretty good. I just remembered what I did watch recently that was new. I watched this Korean show called So Not Worth It, which I was expecting to be like a K-drama, but it's actually a sitcom. Okay. And it takes place in like the dorm of an international university. So almost all the characters are non-Korean there's like an American girl, a Swedish man, a guy who's from, uh, I can't remember. It's a really small African country. Uh, a girl from Thailand, I think, or Singapore. And a guy who's like a Korean Australian. Oh, and then there's a guy who is, like, a native-born Korean, but he was adopted by an American white lady, so he was raised in America. And then the only character who's, like, 100% Korean is a black guy. So it's really interesting. (laughs) But it's, like, it's it's an actual sitcom, so it's mostly just comedy. And it was just really interesting. It was so... I've watched a decent amount of K-dramas, and so it was really strange to me to suddenly see this many, like, non-Korean people in a K-drama, in a Korean show, because normally K-dramas, there's, like, no foreigners, period, or if there is, there's, right. like, one, and this was, and like, like, a special character. Yeah, and this was, like, almost the entire cast was not Korean. What's it called again? It's called So Not Worth It. 
So it's just like a bunch of like sitcommy plots about like who's dating who and like their love troubles and getting into like wacky hijinks and stuff. And it was pretty cute and not dramatic. And I was also really shocked because not only were there a lot of foreigners, but there's also a gay couple. And I was like, I've never seen a gay person in a a Korean Korean show. Where is my list of shows to watch? It was cute. It was just like a fun. I watched it while I was eating lunch. It was just like a fun, cute sitcom to watch that I didn't have to feel really invested in. I recommend I it if you're looking for a chill watch. This. Well, what am I going to watch next? I just decided. I don't know. No, I didn't because I was going to watch Godzilla what the heck? Singular Point. <laughs> No, I was well. Like Never have I ever was on my list. Scott and I also <laughs> realized that we hadn't ever actually finished watching the Voltron remake, so now we're sludging through that. <sighs> oh, here's my list. Okay, so not worth it. It's not very long. I think it's only. I like think I'm gonna watch or fifteen episodes. I think I'm going to watch Shit's Creek again, and then I'm going to watch Kim's Convenience. Nice. And then I think I'm going to watch, I might try to watch One Piece. One Piece is like know. over a that thousand like, episodes. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I'll ever watch One Piece. I just, I can't really read it anymore, so, yeah. and I want to know. I don't know. It might be over. It's not over. It's still running. I mean, in my brain, oh. like in my heart, <laughs> for me. Right. Scott and I are trying to finish the remake of Voltron, and I hate it so much. Oh, yeah. I think you, like, knew that you hated it already. I did. That's why we stopped watching it, because I got bored. It's so long. Mm. It's eight seasons. Oof. It's so long. Yikes. They're like, okay, this season we're going to fight the big bad guy. And then at the end, they're like, we did it. Oh, no, there's a secret bigger bad guy. And I'm just like, oh, this just happens That's how for I feel- eight seasons. Wow, interesting. It sounds like you're talking about Loki. Oh, did you finish Loki? Yeah, wait, Let's- before I want to talk about it, I forgot that I am watching Ned's Declassified right now. Oh, yeah. And I need you to watch a couple episodes so that we can talk about how problematic it is. Well, or did we talk about this? We did wait, talk did about we it talk last about time. Yeah, my, last time we did. Yeah, it's just so I'm like, ah, ha, ha, this isn't okay. <laughs> oh, no. And just like every joke is like, what boys can't do that. Yeah, there's a lot of homophobia in that time period, wasn't there? Yeah, a lot. Um. And I don't ever say homophobia, but this is a very homophobic joke (laughs) or show. Yeah. Okay. Here's my deal with, here's my first thoughts about Loki. Okay. I, yesterday, Brett looked at me and he said. Everybody who's listening, this is definitely going to be spoilers for Loki. Yeah, for sure. He said, Sarah. Oh, because he said he made a joke about my variant in a timeline was blah, blah, blah. And I was like, haha, right? <laughs> and he goes, do you understand what a variant is? And I was like, yeah, of course I do. 
Um, but I don't. I really don't think I understand it. Are they reincarnations? Okay. Like, no. I don't understand. Are they actually the same person? Let me explain. Or are they... So... I don't get it. Marvel is using Loki to build into the next stage of what the Marvel Cinematic Universe is going to be. Do you remember right. when we watched Spider-Man Multiverse? Yes. So it's the same concept. No, Spider-Verse, right? Yes, into the Spider-Verse. It's the same concept, that there are parallel universes. So there's a the variants are parallel universe versions of Loki. But... Okay, so they're not different timelines. It's like, it's not like, oh, this is me from a different timeline. It's me from a different universe. They're using universe and timeline kind of interchangeably in Loki. But they're not. That's what's confusing. In Loki, because like kind of, in a different timeline, Loki's not going to be black. So, like, the idea with the whole time. The way that time works into it, specifically in Loki with the multiverse, is that in Loki, the plot is that there's one sacred timeline. So all of time, everyone's actions are predetermined and they have to be the same in order for the one timeline to exist. This actually goes back to, do you remember in Avengers Endgame where the Hulk went to get the time stone? from the Sorcerer Supreme and she was like I can't yes. give it to you because you're going to just create a new timeline yes. where you defeat Thanos and not save this one yes so that's what they're trying to stop in the TVA is the whenever somebody does something that is not the predetermined thing they're supposed to do for that timeline it creates a new timeline and the TVA exists to stop that from happening. Okay. So the variants are all of the people who took that action to create a new timeline branch. Unknowingly, most of the time. Okay. So the way we have Loki in this show is in the correct timeline, Loki is dead. In Endgame, Loki is dead because he died in Infinity War. But because they went back in time to get the Infinity Stones, the Loki that was still alive in the past escaped. So now there's two Lokis. There's past Loki and present Loki. Present Loki from this timeline is dead. Past Loki is still alive, and that's who is in the show Loki. Right. That I actually figured out before I was like, because <laughs> I don't read, you know, you and Scott and Brett and whatever, you like read all the stuff about like the theories and like the news and stuff that's going out. I was just thinking, I was like, what if the new Loki show is going to be about the Loki that was in that one scene of the Avengers? Yeah. Where I was like, yeah, that's what's going to happen. I was like, oh, right. that's pretty smart. <laughs> Right. So the way that they're tying together, (laughs) essentially they're copying or tying together the idea in Spider-Verse, and this is what King was talking about at the end of Loki, was that there are multiple existing parallel universes. The whole reason there was a war was because those universes discovered each other existed and kept trying to take each other over. So Kang, the bad guy from the end of Loki 
decided no more multiple timelines. I'm going to make only one timeline. And if anybody acts in a way that creates a new timeline, I'm going to get rid of them. So there can only be one timeline and one universe. He is a bad guy? Yes. Okay. Okay. And then... And there's variants of him. Explain that part to me. So there are versions of him that are parallel him from other universes. Essentially what he did is he didn't destroy all the other universes... He just created a timeline that they can't get into because in the timeline he created, nobody ever learns about the other universes. Oh. So he didn't make the other universes stop existing. He just stopped them from being able to connect to each other, essentially. Okay. This is so helpful. I didn't understand this. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so now that he's dead, there's nothing to keep those other versions of himself from going into this timeline that he made because he's not there to stop them he's actually from if you look at it from the timeline so we have past loki if we're thinking of the timeline of avengers as the correct timeline the characters that we have in the show at the end of loki are past loki and future kang that kang is from 2031 so he doesn't exist yet in the timeline that he's created. Oh, that's so confusing. Yeah. Okay. But now that they've gotten rid of him, there's going to be all these new branches of the timeline created. So there's going to be new realities where he exists. So there's going to be new multiple versions of him. Okay, 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 okay. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. I wasn't, Are you not? I wasn't crazy about the ending, honestly, but I'm glad that they're doing a season two. Yeah. I'm kind of tired of, I mean, kind of the reason I enjoyed Loki so much was because I'm kind of tired of the, like, standard Marvel format of, like, there's a really powerful bad guy and we have to beat him up. So I enjoyed that there was more going on in Loki than that. Sorry, I just realized I should be closer to my mic. I enjoyed, like, the creativity and the weirdness of what was going on with Loki, and it was really fun. <sighs> so it was kind of, like, a little disappointing to me that they got to the end and he was like, I'm the ultimate bad guy. I'm super powerful. If you kill me, there's just going to be a million more of me. And I was like, uh, yeah. here we go again. <laughs> Okay. Also, what made me I, really sad is that Sylvie sent him back to the TVA, and now the TVA, nobody remembers who he is. So it's the same thing right. that they did with Infinity War. I'm like, okay, you made me just watch a whole season of this show where I got to see this character grow and achieve some of the things that he really wanted, and now you've just, like, retconned that and be like, it's all gone! I'm like, okay, well, um, sad. Yeah. Like, you just undid all of the progress that happened in this whole show. Ripperoni. Very sad. But I think I definitely liked it better than WandaVision and Captain Bucky. Bucky the Falcon Soldier? I mean, Bucky and Falcon 
just didn't have like an interesting plot. It was like very standard. Like there's a bad guy and we have to catch him. Yeah, I guess. WandaVision, I was I really enjoying. I mean, I liked, but yeah, I, I liked like, WandaVision a lot until the end. Yeah, same. I was really enjoying WandaVision. And then when they were like, also, it's Agatha. I was like, this is pointless. Why did you include this? Like, Agatha's character serves no purpose for the plot. Yeah. For sure. Like, she's only there to be like, you're the Crimson Witch or whatever. And then she dies. And we're like, okay, that was really not important. Yeah. I really, I should go back and watch all that. The Crimson Witch. Whatever, Scarlet Witch. I was really mad also that they like retconned that they were going to have Evan, what's his face, be Magneto. That made me super sad. What does retcon mean? They were like, haha, he's not really Magneto. He's just some random guy that Agatha was using. Oh, not yeah. Magneto, Quicksilver. I thought that was going to be really... Yeah, I know. Yeah, Evan that's Peters, is that his name? Yeah. Uh-huh. I was so sad I about that. Really I was like, he was too. like the best part of all of the X-Men movies. And you're just going to be like, nope, mm-hmm. no more. You can only just have kidding. a little Evan Peters Quicksilver. <laughs> yeah. Ripperoni. My gosh, I just got so itchy. Why? Like, they could have had the whole plot of like... She discovers that she's this like prophesied Scarlet Witch without adding Agatha. Yeah. Like they could have just have her discover like some old book that's like, here's the prophecy, blah, 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 and be like, you did all of this because your power is so powerful, blah, blah, blah. Like they didn't need to have Agatha there. And I feel like that just made it kind of more confusing. Yeah. But oh well. I liked Loki and Sylvie, and I was sad that she didn't choose. Yeah, Loki, I'm really mad at Sylvie that she just, yeah, she just ruined everything. She was like, "Sorry, I have trust issues." Yeah. Stab. Whatever. I mean, if I was Loki, I would have been like, "Look, we can just like imprison this guy, not kill him, but you know, immobilize him. Problem solved." Yeah, that's a really easy solution. Hmm. Interesting. But I get why she would have trouble believing anything that he said to her. Not Loki, that Kang said to her about yeah. the multiverse and things. So. But, I mean, this is kind of their way of like starting the, all of the multiverse movies. The, which I think is actually really smart of Marvel to introduce because now they don't have to make all the movies consistent like there can be different things that happen in the movies and they don't have to be consistent with one another Yeah, everything doesn't have to be so canonically yeah careful but they're also like the next couple of marvel movies that are coming out are like spider-man is going to be a multiverse movie doctor strange is going to be a multiverse movie so that's the future did you guys see black widow no not yet we went back to the movie theater for the first time since the pandemic to see black widow oh wow what did you think because that's a very hitter um i thought it was fun i was not super surprised that i've seen some reviews that are like it's too little too late but also i'm like i mean what are they gonna do is all i think 
fucking time. Like, yeah, they should have made this movie eight years ago, but also, like, they can't, so I'm glad we have yeah. this instead of nothing. And it was okay. really fun. I think all of the side, side characters were really fun, and just, like, the dynamic of the whole, like, cast, the core cast was really fun, and it was, like, I wasn't expecting a lot from it, so it was just fun to see what happens yeah. in her life and get to see a little bit more Black Widow and get to see her fleshed out a little bit, even if it makes Infinity War even sadder. <laughs> because we're like, oh yeah, also she's dead. <laughs> she's dead. Yeah, I don't know why we haven't gotten to see it yet. We just haven't made time. Um, oh my gosh, I just got so like overwhelmed with allergies. Oh no. Ugh, I have to go vacuum my house take a Benadryl. But, but uh, It was fun. I liked the family dynamic between the characters. All right. I wonder well, we'll if you'll have any like... kind of an emotional reaction to their... I'm sure I will. I am so emotional all the time. <laughs> I... I literally... There hasn't been a movie in, like, the past ten years I haven't cried Oh, in. we watched Raya the other day, too. Oh, yeah? What'd you think? I did not like it, but (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't expecting to. I didn't really want to watch it, but it was on Disney Plus for free. And Scott was like, didn't you mention this either? And I was like, I guess we can watch it. I just, I mean, I didn't love it. It was fine. But uh, the end made me cry a lot. Yeah, the end made me really mad, so... I was like, oh, cool, the people that caused this whole mess don't have any consequences. What a cool message. Uh (laughs) I've got to go take care of my Okay, you go try to breathe. Sorry. We are at an hour and ten minutes, so I don't have to keep in all the dumb things I said. Just kidding. What are you stopping? All right. No, I'm not Instagram, stopping. Everybody. I'm just looking at Goodbye. how long it's been. Hey, wait. What? Do a proper outro. I did. I said go follow us on Instagram. Our Instagram is at Watch It Sister. Oh man, I was editing last week. Sorry, I keep thinking yeah. things to say, and I realized like how much I don't listen to you. <laughs> There was a part. There was a part last week where we were talking about the Dai Li, and I was like, "Oh yeah, what's his face?" And you were like, "Long Feng." And then I just kept talking for like five more minutes, and I was like, "Why can't I remember that guy's name?" (laughs) I was like, "Wow, I was not listening to Sarah at all." To be fair, I mostly don't have the answers to your questions, so I understand if you're tuning me out. Yeah, but sometimes I'll also like be editing, and I'll hear you make jokes that I like didn't hear you say at all when we were talking. The first time, and I'm just like, oh, oh my gosh! All right, guys, don't forget. After we do this, we're gonna listen to Glee. I mean, watch Glee. Coming up on the end of Avatar next week, there will probably not be an episode because I will be at the beach on the vacay. I will be enjoying human contact. Wow! (laughs) So exciting. All right. Catch you next time. Thanks for listening. Bye. Watch it, sister.